Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venom Sites official podcast for all your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. I'm Tyler, the number one Agent Venom fan, and if you're if you say you're a bigger fan, you're a liar. Uh, then we have my friend Carlos, who before uh, uh, look, uh, wait, 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 wait. Well, I'm I'm sorry. Can we speed this up? I got places to be. All right, all right. So 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 here we have Carlos, got Ryan. Who, who before this podcast started, literally told me I've never heard of this chip guy before. So say hi, Carlos. <laughs> It, it's true, he did. Uh, hi, hi, Chip. Welcome to the show. And then oh, uh, you got my name right, so that's cool. <laughs> and then we have, of course, uh, Mr. Aaron, who is our one American that we're legally obligated to have on this podcast. So, but yes, well, well, there's one person on here that needs to not know what they're talking about. So I'm happy to be here. So how American awesome. are you? So uh, today we have a very special guest. Uh, you know, it's a uh, you know the Venom boys, who would Ryan and Donnie, but here we have the Venom man, the symbiote expert himself, Mr. Chip Zdarsky. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm yes, glad yes. to be here to clear up any misconceptions um, uh, with regards to Venom that the Venom boys may be spreading. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, we... So we had Donnie on, like, when we first start off, like when the run first started, but now he's gotten a little bit too big for our britches. So, you know, so wait, I'm sorry. Are you saying I'm not big enough? Well, I mean, you know, when we're talking about venom, I mean, <sighs> you know, basically Donnie hasn't been back on because Donnie has very little to say about venom. <laughs> oh, that is true. I think we all know that um, you could have me on every that. week and I'll just be hitting you with new venom facts. Right, of course. We're here for Sounds that. Excellent. 100%. So, uh... Did you know his tongue is a separate symbiote? <laughs> is it? God. Yeah. Well, it's now oh. canon, so... Yeah. Canon. All right, so, so Mr. Zdarsky, for, for our yes. friends like Carlos here, who don't know who you are, why, why don't you introduce yourself? Are you seriously getting me to do the job of introducing myself? Well, you know... I, uh, is not, that what's happening here? I, I'm just saying, for, for our fans who are not in the know, just because, you know, it's you know, kind of casual, if you ask me. But You know, why don't you do me a favor and you list three books, three books I've worked on. All right. You've worked on Sex Criminals as the artist. You know, you've worked on Spectacular right. Spider-Man. Uh, All right. And then you've worked on Daredevil currently and Invaders. And All right. Marvel there you go. There you go. There you go. All right. That's all you had to do. That's all you had so to do. So you're lucky because you actually have a Wikipedia page, unlike Donnie Cates. So that kind of helped us out here. So. Uh, you have to get to a certain level for that. <laughs> of course, but he's always asking about it, like in his like podcast, like you know, like some guys. It's like some days he's just asking for us to make him like like a Wikipedia page, but that's one thing you got over him at least. I mean, the so. one thing about Donnie is he's very self assured and um, he doesn't beg of the public for much, right? Right, of course. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Fucking Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All well, right, so... Let's just get right into your, your symbiote experience then in the books. Because right. um, you've written, written some Venom. You've written some uh, total of... Let me count here. About, about six books with Venom in them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> really? That's actually <laughs> more than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> There's a... Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you wrote Howard the Duck briefly, where uh, Flash Thompson as Venom Space Knight appeared for a total of two issues, maybe in you know, seven panels. So <laughs> all okay. of the research, yeah. Oh, yeah. quality research. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that is true. 
Yes. <laughs> so what, what was that like, uh, having to tackle this whole new status quo of Venom Space Knight for, for your long run of Howard the Duck? Well, you know what? I mean, I completely forgot about that until you mentioned it. And even Thank as you were God. talking about it, I was like, no, that's not true. But then I was like, oh, no, it was true. So really, that's the extent of um, how I felt um, putting uh, Venom in, in uh, that new status quo uh, in Howard the Duck. Basically, I wrote The Guardians in Howard the Duck, and somebody said to me, oh, guess what? Uh, Venom's part of it. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And they're like, oh, no, don't worry. Venom's different now. Um, and I'm like, okay. Then I guess he has to be in there. And so I put him in. Yeah, I did notice that he, is, he doesn't get to be on the cover with the rest of the Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't my call. <laughs> right. To be yeah. fair, that was, uh, that was the artist, Joe Canonis's call. Very good artist. Yes. Yeah, so- yeah. Right, mm-hmm. so Tyler is a huge Flash fan, and, and in Howard the Duck issue 9, he made a pretty big yeah. revelation big, about big, someone related to big, Flash. Big retcon oh, yeah. in, the, in the Spider-Man community. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, I think that was my first like official retcon. Yeah. So, uh, so Peter I'm Parker has Aunt May, and then Flash Thompson has Aunt Leia. Yeah, yeah, Leia Thompson. <laughs> the actress <laughs> from Howard the Duck and Back to the Future. Right. So there's then, one more person that you could do, you know, like there's a person that uh, that plays Valkyrie now, you know, that's another Thompson we could have him, you know, related to down 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 the line, baby. You know, this is this is true, and I actually got to explain to Leah Thompson that she was Flash Thompson's aunt. Oh, um, huh. okay. And uh, her first question was, "Who is Flash Thompson?" <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, and then I had to explain, and I think she was a little put off by. He was initially a bully, um, because that's just not how the Thompson family rolls. But uh, <laughs> but I I reassured her that he became Venom, and of course uh, Miss Thompson knows everything about Venom. <laughs> of course. And so she was like, "Oh, great! So he became the world's greatest superhero." I'm like, "Sure, if you want to, sure, if you want to take it that way, that's fine." So she was she was quite pleased to know that in continuity, Flash Thompson. Um, was a worthy uh, inheritor of her name. Uh, I'm glad she's so Venom. highly of Agent Venom. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. She she dropped she dropped the agent. She's she's just like to me. He'll always just be Venom. <laughs> that's that's word hand to God. That's what she said to me. And uh, you know, I I was a little suspect, but then she uh, rolled up her pant leg, and there's is super tiny Venom tattoo. <laughs> Did you did you feel like you were going to get any uh, any blowback from that decision to retcon that in Spider Man history? Um, I don't know. if There's any anti Leah Thompson <laughs> fans out there? People are like, oh, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. Leah fucking no Thompson way, dude. is Back to the Future. No way, dude. <laughs> they so, both have reddish hair. Like it made a lot right, of sense yeah. to me at the time. <laughs> So just a few things to note about us. Uh, I am a diehard Eddie Brock fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Tyler and Carlos, they're the big Agent Venom fans. I still and like I was, Eddie. I still I like Eddie, too. I mean, I suppose, but I'm... See, like, I'm the guy who, like, read 
all of like Remender's a- Agent of Venom and like every single issue, I was like, what is this bullshit? Where is Eddie Brock? You know, Flash Thompson's garbage. Like that was me. And yet you read so, every issue. That's a, I did. That's a true yes, comics fan. Yes, sir. I did. Every single one. I got all the variants. I buy every single piece of merchandise. I- I'm the I'm the highest Venom shill you can has think of. what we like to call that's a me. problem. So <laughs> yes, yeah. I have, uh, I've, uh, I've, I've bought too many like Venom things just while I'm, I'm here at, at home, just hanging out. I just bought so many books and you know statues and things like that. And uh, okay, so, Tyler... so, so let me ask you a question. Sure, sure. What is it about Venom that has you in so deep? I think it's honestly just the abs and the tongue. You know. <laughs> You created an entire persona around <laughs> the tongue. Oh yeah, of a fictional character. Oh, oh yeah. Frankly, like, that's pretty cool. That's not even a judgment call. Right, right. I'm like, if you are going to focus on a fictional character, abs and tongue is a pretty good criteria, I think. <laughs> I mean, My f- oh, go ahead, Aaron. Hello. Hello. Yep. Hello. Can you hear me? Yep. I can. I can hear. All right, well, it seems Aaron is cut out for a second. He might want to go check oh. his internet. We're Americans, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> so he Probably just got overwhelmed with all the Eddie Brock talk. Yeah, all, all Brock the, talk. Uh, Why did you call this Brock talk? Uh, you know, it's just uh, Venomaniacs. <laughs> it's like Animaniacs, you know? Yeah, right. It's just a, just a suggestion. Yeah, no, it was, <laughs> we'll take it into consideration for sure. Yeah. So Tyler, we we actually did skip about how we got Chip on here because that's, that's a pretty funny mm-hmm. story. That's true. Like, would you two like to share how we found you in this circumstance, please? <laughs> yeah, as, as you know, as, as you yeah, might yeah. know, there's a little, there's a little thing going on right now you know, worldwide. Well, it's not, yeah. not not a big thing, but you know, in uh, this venom fever, baby. <laughs> oh wait, no, fever. you're talking about the other thing. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean the, the, this no, virus. Well, thing that, that, not that not the venom-related virus. That's coming no, later. No, that's no. not coming later. Yes. <laughs> There's a virus yeah. in the venom comics coming later, but for now we mm-hmm. have a, a different sort of virus to deal with, and some uh, comic shops are kind of in trouble because they got to close down and no comics are being shipped out. But yeah. some uh, some good-hearted individuals have started some some charities for comic stores, and there was one that was hashtag Canucks for comics. And Woo. good old Chip here decided to chip in. Mm, I see what you did there. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so what uh, you said was uh, you were going to basically sell your body to all of these <laughs> other like podcasts. Yeah. And uh and you've you've uh, said like on- online that like that you're pretty much packed now. And uh you've said I think you said you you've done how many podcasts so far? Yeah, I sold my body and I'm pretty yes. much packed now. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> I I've, I've kind of lost track. I don't know. Maybe I capped it off 10, 12 podcasts. Um right. w- w- once I started getting requests that were, "Hey man, I don't have a podcast." But I'd love to interview you and maybe start a podcast based on it. Like, okay, all right. I need to. I need to stop this. And like, yeah. Once you open up those direct messages, you get a lot of weird shit. Frankly. Right. Well, I'm sort of surprised that you accepted ours. But hey, you're you're legit. Oh, yeah, wow. legit, yeah. legit. We're gonna. Yeah. We're gonna we've we've. We're uh, gonna this is the, the largest box. amount of. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, like this is the largest amount of folks we've uh, had in a podcast, and we we usually get maybe around a hundred viewers. But you know, you know, yeah. we're ha- we're very happy to have you here. So, oh, very happy to be here. Thank so you. yeah, you you bought and paid for me. Now, what do you want from me? <laughs> well, uh, might as well get right know, back into the comic talk then. So, uh... <laughs> okay. okay, I'm I'm actually very curious as to what <laughs> what Venom appearances I've written. <laughs> Well, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, we are almost halfway through the list. So. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. So, so we've talked about Howard the Duck, but then after mm-hmm. uh, after Flash lost the symbiote, uh, you wrote him very briefly about how he missed having the symbiote in Spectacular Spider-Man yeah. when Betty Brant goes to talk about him, uh, talk yeah. with him. To, so, yeah. And how, how was how was that writing Flash? You know, lamenting about his loss of the symbiote. These are like one or two panels, and we're just asking. Look, this was at least out. this was at least three pages, Aaron. <laughs> you know what? I, I actually I um I really dug writing that scene because um, whenever you get a chance to write kind of the um the original crew, like Betty and Flash, from, yeah. you know, from the uh, the the original run, um, it carries a bit of weight and importance to it. And I, I kind of I wanted to kind of expand on the Flash stuff a bit more um, in my run, but uh, I also knew that Dan Slott was going to be doing stuff with him uh, over in Amazing. Mm-hmm. So I, I basically just had that little window to kind of get in a Flash appearance. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of like yeah, I kind of treated it like a breakup, like losing losing the symbiote. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, and that is the story of those two panels. All right, three pages, three pages so at least. You wrote that right. So you wrote that knowing that Flash was going to die at that point, or well, or did this, you just know he was going to become anti yeah, anti agent Venom, or you know? I I, I forget um, when I uh, when I originally signed up to write Spectacular, uh, I went to New York and um, had a lunch meeting with uh, uh, the editor Nick Lowe and and Dan Slot, uh, in which Dan told me the next year and a half, two years of Amazing Spider-Man that he had planned, which was super cool to receive, but also just like, oh, fuck, well, I just got a year, two years worth of comics spoiled for me by the writer. That's a a downside to this I'd never really considered before. Um, I can't recall if at that time he'd landed on the idea of uh, Flash dying in the run. Um, So I I, I actually don't recall if... uh, if I knew that he was going to die in that scene, possibly the way I kind of played up the, that scene, um, I probably did know that something was going to happen. Um, Dan likes to keep the big things kind of close to the vest. Um, he's like the one guy in the retreats is like, and this person's a secret character, but I'm not going to say who. And we're like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a, it's a room of like contracted writers. You're okay here. Right. Yeah. Um, so maybe, maybe it's possible. I didn't know at the time. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely an interesting peek behind the curtain there because don't always get that. And, uh, want to know like how, how far things in advance are planned, but also it's also having a lot of power in your hands. Things you know that you shouldn't be saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The uh, I think it depends on the comic uh, and the stage of the comic as to how far ahead it's planned. Um, like with Amazing Spider-Man, because it's such a flagship title. Like I think all the higher ups kind of really want to know what's going on for the next couple of years. Um, uh, but those those plans tend to get uh, condensed and tighter. Like I've done a few of those Marvel retreats now, like maybe five or six of them. 
and it's kind of interesting to hear a pitch like a couple years ago and then to hear it more recently and and see how like the looseness of the two-year plan gets tighter and tighter and things change um based on what's happened in other books or um or even in their book uh or or even based on suggestions alone so it, it's really fascinating like you know this is a venom podcast so i'll i'll tell you like um, I was at the first retreat. My first retreat was Donnie's first retreat. Oh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it was the first retreat of myself, Donnie, Kelly Thompson, Ed Brisson. And, uh, you know, everyone's kind of uh, nervous and stuff. And uh, I remember when Donnie gave his Venom pitch, he like, he's super excited. Like he loves Venom so much. And, uh, and it really came through in the pitch, but it was just so big and wild. And like, like, I think he, you know, at one point somebody was like, and then what happens in year seven? Like this pitch is crazy. It's so big and expansive. And um, he, he kind of threw his all in there. Um, at the time when I heard the pitch, I kind of recognized that it was going to do very well. Uh, partly because uh, I could tell from Donnie's enthusiasm and also just the ideas. Um, I, I actually formulated a plan uh, and it feels illegal, so I didn't do it. Um, which was, I was going to pre-purchase all the art from Venom Number One before it was drawn. Because <laughs> I've been thinking, like, I should, I should start investing in comic art. Like, you know, that that'd be a cool thing. And like, you know, you kind of want to f- figure out, you know, what's going to be the next hit. It was kind of like insider trading, like hearing that pitch in the room, because you're just like, hmm, if I bought all the art for that, I could retire. <laughs> well, right. So, like, we don't want to. But, but so then I realized it was Ryan Stegman drawing it. Forget it. Right. Yeah. So, like, speaking of Ryan, uh, him and Donnie have, have actually sold the uh, first uh, Noel and Dark Carnage, like, sketches, I think, like, online. Yeah. It's, like, doing the support, which I like seeing, like, all of us, like, supporting each other, like, during this time. Because I'll tell you right now, I am dying not having my books on Wednesday. Because what I do is... Every single Wednesday, wake up at 1 a.m., buy the book online, tweet, this was awful, or, or like, this was fun, I enjoyed it. And, and then I go back to bed. Kind of first world and privileges then, there. And then later the... <laughs> so, I, so I, like, then the afternoon I go back and then actually buy the book again. But So right now I'm just dying not having my books. But supposedly we're going to have them back here. Uh, maybe, maybe in a few weeks, I think we've heard some. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully. I haven't had any word from, so I don't. Um, oh, well, I mean, I've heard, I've had work okay. on image on my image books, so they, right. they've they've reset uh, kind of print deadlines for upcoming issues. So um, that's a good sign. Right. Okay. So yeah. uh, let's move on to the next uh, one, Tyler. And what's the uh, next one after Flash? Then we got. Well, the next one would be in the after after the arc where you did Spider Man goes back to the past. Very, very fun arc, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed a lot. Um, we got a little bit of Flash there. It was just uh, Flash being his classic bully in the OG. Yeah. And then, um, and then we fast forward to the future where things have changed a bit. This is the alternate future they were in. And mm-hmm. you have, uh, turns out, I guess Secret Wars still happened in that universe, but it wasn't Spider-Man who turned out to get the symbiote. It was yep. a Mr. Ben Grimm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, with, with that... Um, by by changing history, I wanted to you know have this kind of ripple effect, butterfly effect, or whatever of, of things that would have uh, been slightly tweaked. And I kind of figured that because 
uh, Ben Grimm stuck around on that planet from Secret Wars that maybe he could have uh, received the, the symbiote instead of uh, I, I, I Peter guess, Parker? I guess if Ben needed a change of pants and he just accidentally went to that machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, mostly I, I, I landed on that because I wanted to give Adam a cool visual to draw. Because um, sometimes, you know, when you're working on a story, uh, you sometimes forget that the artist maybe is getting bored of drawing the same characters over and over again. And, uh, you know, being a fan of uh, Adam's, I wanted to basically give him something really cool to draw. Um, so, so that's what I landed on. And uh, yeah, yeah, it seemed to, seemed, seemed to work. And then uh, Donnie copied me by making um, Hulk fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, so we were also going to say that uh, we also think you kind of ripped that off from Robbie Thompson's run on uh, Spider-Man Deadpool where uh, right there, where then the future and the, uh, and vision has the symbiote, but it, bonds into a thing who's like this giant monster so yeah that sounds incredibly cool this is my first time hearing about it <laughs> okay okay fully <laughs> <laughs> right. right. just aaron's opinion <clears throat> i want to make that clear yeah of course yeah 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 no, <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I legit had a clue um <laughs> if anything i ripped off the uh the what if issue um where the symbiote uh ends up taking over a bunch of different characters yeah the, the Hulk and Thor, all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, trust so me, I, I ripped is... someone off. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. I'm upfront about it. <laughs> yeah. So our next appearance is a uh, is a uh, Spider-Man 306 was just a flash flashback, and like um, I think the big one is uh, 310, which uh, I believe you love that one very well. For some reason, I, uh, I think a bit maybe uh, a, issue 310. A bit of an award-winning issue, maybe. Maybe. Oh, that. <laughs> that one. <laughs> now, is it just a coincidence, but this is the only book where you've written Eddie Brock Venom. Do you think there's a correlation between the Eisner Award you won for that and Ooh. Eddie showing up in that book? <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's really interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Something to think about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that wow, fuck! I never really considered that before. <laughs> like it's funny because in my in my in my Eisner speech, I kind of poked a little bit of fun and said, um, you know, that all, all the other uh, nominees should have won. Um, right. Yeah. That that I pictured, you know, people um, voting for me just reading the ballot and going, "Oh, Spider Man, I know that character," and then they just check yes, <laughs> which I'm, I'm sure is like fifty percent of the truth. Um, yeah, but I, but 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 now that you mention it, maybe they're they were just like, oh, single panel of Eddie Brock Venom. All right, <laughs> of course. yeah. So yeah. Like, I was going to say the way that that uh, this is one of those that I I I love these these like Spider-Man stories. You know, this is like sort sort of, sort of like reminiscent of like uh, the uh, of like the original, like the kid who who collects Spider-Man. Then of course we've had a, a Spider Bite from Tom Taylor. Then we also have the classic story of like uh, of a uh, Leah or a uh, Leia from by uh, I think that was Peter David, but it was one of those stories where like Spider Man <coughs> reacts yeah. w- with with kids and, and, and like just the environment, and we get to see how other folks see him. So like I think that's pretty much why it won because it's a pretty good book, and like folks love that concept, and I love those books. 
That's very kind, but I have to disagree. It's because I put Eddie Brock Venom in the book. Of course, of course, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, first time. Um, yeah, I mean that that was a that was a fun one to uh, to get to do. Um, obviously, getting the chance to write and illustrate it, uh, you know, meant a lot to me. And yeah, like using a using kids as kind of your way in to Spider Man um, feels very natural. Partly because Spider Man <laughs> started off as basically a kid, and also um, kids would be the one who'd think Spider Man is cool no matter what. Even uh, like if adults are like, "Oh, you menace or whatever." Um, like kids aren't scared of Spider-Man. Kids just see Spider-Man as being like incredibly awesome superhero. Can confirm, I was a kid. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, and you uh, you want to do the next one, Tyler? We are almost there. I promise, almost there. <laughs> There's well, another you know, one. Wow. Well, well you yeah. actually there was a passing mention of it because other than that, which the one it was just it was just a drawing of Eddie in that one of classic Venom and that. But in the annual you did for Spectacular Spider-Man, you actually mentioned it, Eddie Brock during the whole Sin Eater controversy where uh, J. Jonah Jameson is making fun of the Daily Globe. <laughs> for hiring this dude called Eddie Brock. Like, yeah, I yeah. Know he was a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Check your sources, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that was, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that issue. Um, partly because I, I, I worked for 13 years at a newspaper. Um, okay, and it was a newspaper that had a, a rival newspaper. Like it was a very heated rivalry. Okay, and uh, <laughs> and to kind of get to play that out between the Globe and the Bugle was uh, a lot of fun. Because uh, yeah, like if a reporter fucks up, oh yeah, the other paper is gonna fucking make hay of it, hundred like, <laughs> percent. Yep. Yeah. So our last one. Yeah. <laughs> so our last one is uh, so it's also a pretty big one. Um. So, so usually I buy floppy books. I rarely mm-hmm. buy trades. This is the mm-hmm. one story where I bought all of the floppies, all of the variants, and the and the trade because I loved it so much. All Spider-Man right. Life Story. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool, sweet. Yeah. So yeah, that. So you want to go ahead, Tyler? Well, I was just gonna say uh, the first two issues, while not uh, not symbiote related just yet. Uh, I, lo- I love the fact that uh, I actually got these issues signed by you, the, the first two issues, uh, when you came to oh, Vancouver. Cool. And oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was there the day. So first issue, fantastic. And second issue, I gotta, you got to sign the comic where you killed my favorite character. Flash <laughs> <laughs> Thompson. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so what was what was the decision behind that instead of letting him become his own agent venom life story <laughs> what was the decision behind killing flash thompson <laughs> do you just hate me or what's going on here i mean specifically you yes all right um, yes, I figured. uh but so part of the 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 trick and the the issue with doing spider-man life story is the fact that um real time actually happens in spider-man until he's you know in his 20s Right, because you follow him from fifteen on to college, and mm-hmm. at that point, Marvel was actually treating everything as uh, uh, happening in real time until somebody wisely <laughs> went, "What the fucker? What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like this guy, this guy's gonna be sixty like before we know it." Um, so, uh, so it's hard in in life story to find spots where time can diverge early on. Um, uh, so issue one was tricky, but I really wanted to make sure I open issue two with something that really cemented that this is uh, 
this is a different universe. And so Flash dying in Vietnam um, felt like felt like the way to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, you also hurt me because Good. you didn't all have right. Eddie Brock in it. Not in it you at had all. this guy called Craven the Hunter. Mm, yes, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Part of the uh, part of the trick with the series was um, trying to figure out how these storylines could fit together. How to combine because all I couldn't from I, a whole decade together. Yeah, because you couldn't just treat them as individual instances, or else you'd be like, uh, you know, three pages devoted to the symbiote saga, you know, four pages <laughs> right, devoted right. to Craven's Last Hunt. Like, uh, I had to find ways to kind of put those together. And when when I originally planned it out, I did have Eddie Brock in there. But uh, sorry, just to, just to <laughs> twist the knife a little bit. <laughs> um, but then I realized I couldn't, I couldn't have a satisfying character arc, right, with, with him, uh, and then mention, lead into the crazy. Eddie is sort of a character who just appears out of nowhere and says, "Oh, hey, you're that writer I've heard about." By the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, uh, and it would it wouldn't do him justice, um, frankly. Eddie Brock deserves Venom life story. Oh, yes. That's something I, so I, I was know a lot say of fans here that... would like to see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I was going to say, though, that, like, I, I loved what you did with Venom and that, even though it wasn't Eddie Brock. Um, Craven-um. You know, just the way, like, you tied in, you know, like, Craven's last time with the black suit. And then I also love the final shot, and I think in issue four, where... Craven's about to kill himself, sort of like what yeah. Eddie did originally, but this time the symbiote saves him. So I just love, love that like parallel you did. But uh, but uh, to, but to that point, um, uh, that's where the story's really dovetailed perfectly to have that happen because uh, you know when the symbiote comes to Eddie, he's at his lowest. When um, Craven's last hunt ends with him, basically you know yep. with a gun in his mouth, killing himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have the to to transpose that storyline back over onto Craven um, just made a lot of sense, and being able to do it in such a way, and then hopefully have the the fun reveal a couple issues later of uh, of Cravenum um, <laughs> right. looks much better in print than when you say it out loud. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> and I, I will say another part I really liked about your issue three with introducing the symbiote is that. Uh, when Peter comes back with the symbiote and he, he's wearing it for a bit at, on Earth, I like the fact that in the original series, in how it originally happened in the comics is that uh, Peter took it to Reed Richards. He's like, I, I'm feeling kind of weird, don't know why. He's like, from Reed Richards, like, oh, this thing you're wearing is alive, and Peter freaked out. But I really like that in your story, uh, Reed's like, oh, that thing's alive, and Peter's like, I know, I'm a scientist, like I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Like so that was yeah, a really that's, interesting that's... twist. So that, that, that was, he was fun. old and that he needed it too. Yeah, yeah, that was fun yeah, to yeah. try and figure out what uh, what his age and that timeline, how that would affect his decision making, and uh, and he would treat it as a as a boost, right? He would treat yeah. it as a thing to compensate for the fact that he's getting older, um, and uh, yeah, and, he, and of course he would study it. So yeah, the, the Venom stuff really lined up um, quite well with with the story, I think. I was I was pretty I was pretty lucky that those pieces kind of fell together the way they did. Yeah, no, it was a very unique take on it all, and I I, I very much enjoyed it. And um, you are all forgetting possibly my greatest venom. Are we? Yes. 
which is the variant cover I did for Venom. Yes. In which you learned yes. to draw Venom from me. <laughs> yes. With yes, where he has like, like, uh, like the Snapchat dog, uh, <clears throat> you know, tongue on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a human tongue, a human tongue. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So which that I, is Which I insist all- on drawing at all times. <laughs> yeah. So that is actually all of your Venom comics from there. So, it, it, well, yes. I just wanted to. Uh, I also mentioned that in the last issue with where Craven makes his appearance, I really love. Oh, sure, go ahead. Yeah. I really love the fact that you made the Venom symbiote still heroic in the end with Peter, and I, yes. I thought that was a super nice touch to show that you know Venom isn't all bad. It's it isn't a lonely alien on a world that was sort of abandoned, but it still does care for Peter and it still wants to help. Yeah, and and you know that was my callback to uh, whether Spider-Man. Yeah, which like, where, it, where it saves them from uh, the bell. Yeah, well, it hit me really hard when I was uh, young. Um, yeah, like just the the concept that this thing that the reader up to that point can just view as kind of evil, um, um, purely based on kind of like appearance and um, the fact that it is a, a symbiotic relationship. Uh, the fact that there's love there and there's caring. Yeah, and that's one thing I've always loved about the Venom symbiote is that it is it basically its own character. It's not just a suit. Mm-hmm. It's got its own feeling. Yeah, so. yeah. There's there's jealousy, there's hate, there's love, uh, which is, you know, just like uh, like Ryan Stegman. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Ryan Stegman, <laughs> mm-hmm. so that is all of your Venom venom like books that you've that you've written. Um For we're now. going to talk about <laughs> right, right, of course. Are we going to see a Daredevil and Venom crossover? Maybe in the future, maybe. Maybe. Um, there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing that I I have planned out right now. We're, we're just just okay. saying that you know Daredevil. I'm not, I'm not saying no forever, but Daredevil right, is Catholic, and Eddie is going through a bit of a crisis of faith, and he is also Catholic, or was at least. There's something yeah. there you can okay. do. <laughs> you know, I, I I can say that the books will touch at some point. Mm, nice. Um, I'm not saying there's like a big crossover or anything, but um, of course. But like a little kiss, like a little kiss. They're still giving a little little kiss to Venom. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah. So uh, prior to this podcast, we were actually going to find the times you called out to Ryan and Donnie. But it seems like all of your tweets kind of just disappeared. You know, we're just <laughs> like, what happened there? I'm sorry, what? So we were, so we were uh, sorry, uh, we were actually going to find all, all of the times online where you, oh, you know, like make fun right. of Donnie and Chip. Or like I, Donnie I mean, and, uh, I've never done that, but. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you're saying the things I never did disappeared? Oh, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> wow, all right. <laughs> yeah, so it's like on a serious note, though, um, you, you three guys usually, usually like joke around with each other. Um, what's the actual like relationship there? Like we yeah. want to get in. So, some people would here. call like, you friends. Why do you, you know, some people would call you mortal yeah, yeah. enemies. It's, you know. Well, you know, online I'd say we're kind of like friendly enemies. Um, in real life, we're enemies. Okay. <sighs> But we play up the friendly part online. Um, no, I mean, I, yeah, no, I, I love Donnie. Um, hey, you like I said, did we a, uh, you did that comic with him with Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of our yeah. favorite things um, uh, ever. That was a ton of fun, and um, uh, you know, I've I've read a ton of Donnie stuff. I, I love it. Uh, God Country, um, 
you know, Thanos, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Redneck, Just Strange, Silver Surfer Black, Baby Teeth, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Thor stuff is great. Um, Death of the Inhumans, I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, yeah, I've, I've read a lot of his stuff. I haven't quite got around to Venom. Oh, hmm, well. But there's there's something about the the book that um, doesn't entice me. Um, but it's not Donnie. <laughs> it's not Donnie. I want to be very clear. Like I've I've read um, basically everything Donnie's written, except right. for Venom. Except for Venom. <laughs> well, oh wait, no, no, actually... no, that's not true. There's also one other thing. Oh. That's absolute carnage. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, no, now... uh, actually, you know what? I'm lying. Um, I did read uh, Venom Island. Oh. So, have you read? Uh, because my good friend Mark Bagley was drawing it. Issue what? Sorry. Issue twenty-five, the one that's not out yet. That <laughs> that we're dying to read. That's been pushed back. Um, they, we're, we're we're struggling here. They send them to me. Just a second. You just want to, you know, send the file our way in the DM. <laughs> well, just, just a second. I'm just going to take a look and see. Uh, <laughs> okay. See if it showed up here. It's an exclusive, folks. <laughs> exclusive, yeah. I have Venom 26. Whoa! Lord Jesus. Even Lord farther Jesus. in the future. Uh, Man. God. Well, we are very jealous. We are on the edge of our seats. But, but you know, we understand everything that's going Sorry, on. Sorry, just a but... second. Like, I'm, I'm going to open it up. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Let me just kind of go through it and see. Oh, hey. R- Ryan didn't draw this. <laughs> Ryan didn't? Oh. What? Wow, it looks great. Yeah, it was uh, even Koala who did the art. Oh, it looks really good. Oh. Which oh, this is a fucking gorgeous, Ryan. gorgeous splash page in here. Man, yeah. Whoever Man. this is should be the permanent uh, this is awful, artist. Folks, this is awful. <laughs> oh, I can't believe they bring back this character. This is awesome. Oh sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just going through it right now. Exclusive here. Going through right now, folks. You heard it here. Oh, fucking hell. That is a cliffhanger and a half. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. <laughs> Wow, I don't Donnie know. Donnie loves those cliffhangers. He gets us every you're time. Getting, you're getting uh, a slight teaser, folks, right here. I don't know how Donnie's going to write his way out of that one. <laughs> Man. Awful. Yeah. Huh. Like, he's missing hmm. both hands now. It's kind of nuts. <laughs> what? Anyway. Both hands. <clears throat> Man. Uh, yeah. Spoil us harder. Yeah, so so I, I probably have Venom 25 somewhere. 26 just showed up this week, I think. All right, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, but, all right, uh, so I think that's well, all of the topics we want to talk about. Do we? Uh, well, no, I, I want to like, ask. Questions? There's one more question. Sure, I want to. Hey, hold on. There's one more thing I want to ask about mm. uh, uh, Mr. Ryan Stegman because there's mm. a there was a series of tweets he made a while back. Uh, uh, Chris Anka actually asked him, uh, "Is the symbiote supposed to act like clothing? Where's the fabric lines then? If not, is it like a second skin? Where where's Venom's dick then?" And Ryan Stegman actually answered that. And he said, I always draw the dick, and the editors take it out. But, but, hold on, hold on. Just literally a day before that, because that was May 8th, or May 9th, uh, 2018, and literally one day before that, on May 8th, 2018, have the receipts. Donnie Cates made his own tweet that said, True story, the final scene in the first issue was scripted as Eddie being nude, but Stegman put clothes on him because he's a coward. So, yeah. You know, yeah. uh, I, is it a coincidence that Ryan li- rhymes with lion? Or, I mean, I, that is probably a coincidence, but he is also a liar. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Ryan likes to pretend, like, oh, I'm really 
to do things, but like he's constantly uh, covering Eddie up. Like he actually, to be told, telling the truth, like um, the colorist erases the nipple tassels. <laughs> Absolute coward. Like because Ryan says um, it's an affront to God to show nipples, man <laughs> or woman. Uh, it's, it's a it's a little weird. Like he likes to play. Uh, you know, play the game like he's this cool, you know, uh, liberal, forward-thinking kind of dude online. But yeah, yeah. So when you see the original pages, you're like, "All right, come on, buddy!" Like you clearly got some fixations there. <laughs> uh, I, I can clear it up. Uh, Venom's um, dick is his tongue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Even it's, more it's, it's very much true. like if you've ever owned a dog. When a dog gets all horned up, and then it kind of. It, like what comes out looks kind of <laughs> kind of weird and pinkish and red and raw. That's exactly what's happening with Venom. That's canon so, now, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every canon. time that every time canon. the tongue comes out of his mouth, that's that's horny time. Man, you think they'd have to make the Venom movie R rated for that? Yep, they should. <laughs> All right, so I think we are good. Do we want to start on our own questions now? We got just a few questions, and like we'll ask so, a few. Then like right yeah, here. Yeah, here, here's what we'll do right now, audience in the Wave Podcast channel. Go ahead and start asking some questions. When we'll pick some out to ch- uh, ask Mister Chip, and only in, if they're good. Only if they're good. And in the meantime, <clears throat> we're going to ask some of our own questions. So, which so, are confirmed yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> confirmed no. good. But but we're going to ask them anyway. All right. <laughs> All right. So basically, here, uh, first question: uh, What would you name your own symbiote? Yeah, we have we have there's there's like Riot, there's Venom, there's Carnage, Toxin, then the newest one, Sleeper. Yeah. So mm-hmm. lot, lots of different symbiote names. Yeah, all edgy, um, you know. Hmm. That, that's a, yeah. They all they're all pretty edgy. They're all pretty kind of like '90s extreme, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the most part. Like they all they all sound like they could be skateboard companies. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> That's yeah. true. So uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna lean into it, and I won't call myself Santa Cruz, but I'll call myself Cruz. C R U Z. Ooh, I Cruz. like that. That's, That's pretty, good. I think it's a good. It's a good bayout name. All right. I like it. We're, we're waiting for the 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 Cruz Saint solo comic. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, next question. If you had written the Venom book, uh, who would the main villain be? Yeah, because Donnie's got the whole Null thing going on. But this it, whole new character called Null, you know? It, but if you had written yeah, it... Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, uh, Donnie's like a... He likes the, 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 the big stuff. He likes like, oh, and it's like Galactus, but there's like five of them, you know? <laughs> that's that's kind of where Donnie's head is, is usually at. I'm a bit more kind of down to earth. I think... Um, I think uh, Venom's main enemy in my Venom run would just be um, sadness. Oh wow! I sad, like that. Deep. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, but like galactic-sized sadness. <laughs> galactic-sized sadness. A lot yeah. of sad. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Venom the sadness. So, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so for uh, our next question, uh, for Absolute Carnage, if you had written a tie-in, what would it be about? Which you should have, I think. But if you had to, uh, again, I I would have have to read Absolute Carnage to be That's true. Question. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm sorry. I can't even begin to. Yeah. 
Sorry. Uh, so ah, ne next question. Uh, how did you get into writing and did you have anyone who inspired you when you were growing up? So now here's the heavy um, hitting question now. Yeah, nobody inspired me. I'm a self-made man. Um, like I've, I've never read a book in my life. Um, I just looked at books and I said, I can fucking do that. And I just started writing. Wow. Just like that. Um, next question. Uh, what, what was it like working with Mark Bagley on Spider-Man Life Story? Um, I had nightmares almost every night. Because <laughs> <laughs> what happened is, like, so I pitched Life Story and um, we, I worked with the editor and kind of developing the for it. And um, we realized at some point that each issue would have to be 30 pages. Like, there's just too much story. Um, so that kind of limited us in terms of like what artists we could bring on board because who's fast enough to do that because they really wanted to come out on a certain uh, month. And so um, uh, Bagley was freed up and so they brought him in. I'm like, well, this is amazing. It really legitimizes the book. But Bagley, super fast normally, um, saw that they were 30-page issues and he was like, oh, I feel like I'm starting you know, a couple steps behind here. So I'm going to kind of speed up to... Uh, so we can we can get ahead on the book, and so we just started sending in like two fully penciled pages a day, and uh, wow, it's wow. a it's a very complicated book to write. Uh, so I just I just I shit myself. I actually started having nightmares <laughs> about not being able to keep up with them. <laughs> I've never I've never sent in a script late. Like like uh, as as an artist myself, like the idea of leaving an artist hanging is just. Uh, is terrifying and so uh so yeah i remember some really really long just to kind of keep up with bagley and um there's also the weird thing too like it's mark bagley and like sometimes you have to oh, give yeah, a note yeah. you have to give like you know hey you know this is this is a great drawing but you know the character should look more angry um very hard to summon up the courage to give mark bagley an art note <laughs> Because <laughs> he's Mark Bagley, yeah. but he's so professional too. He's just like, oh, okay, and within five minutes, like it's redrawn. He's so fast and so and good. His art in that book was just absolutely gorgeous, like absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, got, I got to see, I got to see some art from an up book of Bagley's, and it's even better. Hmm. Like he's, he's just, I, I don't know how he does it, but he just gets better and better. How, how do writers come to you when they want artist changes for books you're doing the art for? Um, well, really, I've only ever worked with Matt Fraction uh, in terms of like writing. Like the only other time, really, I, with Donnie on that, um, that little Spider-Man Strange two-pager. So with 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 Matt Fraction, um, we we kind of we really trust each other, and um, I don't show him anything until the book's done. Oh. Like when it's colored and lettered, I send it to him because I kind of want to get his reaction to the whole thing. Because uh, I draw it for him and he writes it for me. It's that kind of book, uh, and because we own it, like it's like it's our it's our thing. We can just do whatever we want with it, right? Very rare. Like sometimes he'll he'll say, "Oh shit," you know, like I kind of need this to happen on this page, or you know, um, mostly he just wants to add things. Like, can we add a character in the background doing this or uh, a joke about this? And and that's always fine because as long as it makes the product better, I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, you know, I, I hear people giving art notes and art changes that are just to kind of hear themselves talk, really. <laughs> and right, like, well, right, yeah. Are you actually, is this actually a good note? Is this a, a thing that's going to make the book uh, better? 
And also, is it worth the amount of time that the artist is going to have to put in on it? All right. That's All very right. interesting. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we're going to start. Uh, we do have a few fan questions, and then we'll just wrap it up from there. Yeah, yeah. But, go uh, for it. I got time. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, not not let's all see. of these uh, are symbiote related, but I think we'll ask most of them anyway. We have t- we have time. So, um... oh, yeah, because believe it or not, a lot of folks are asking about about uh, your run on Daredevil, and we're like, we we don't know who that is. We don't read those books. So... <laughs> there, hey, there was that one variant. There was a variant that one time yeah. where Daredevil had a symbiote. He had a Carnage symbiote. Oh, then... of course. I think I bought <laughs> yeah. that. I didn't read it. It's true. I'm sorry. So I'm I'm looking I'm looking through here at. We have a user. He goes, uh, "Hey Chip, one last question. What's your personal opinion on Wade's Daredevil?" On Wade's Daredevil, it's amazing. Um, yeah, it was, it was yeah. exactly what the book needed at the time. Like I think the combination of him and and Samney and and, and uh, Polito as well is just it's inspired. Like that that's a title that can really take uh, a swerve in, in tone. And uh, I think it came along at the right time because, like before that, it was you know Bendis and Brew Baker, and they they kept it very grounded, very gritty, very noir, and uh, and yeah, it was it was time to kind of breathe some new life into. And, um, it was a bit more of a lighthearted take on Daredevil, which I loved. So it was, but also like the lightheartedness became kind of part of the story as well. Like he was clearly like covering for his kind of past uh, um, mistakes and. Uh, and uh, putting on a happy face in in light of what happened before, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great it's a great take, and you know, I, I definitely um, bought that Daredevil, and I have not bought your Daredevil. Wait for trades. That's not a wait for the trades. That's not a thing you needed to say out loud. <laughs> it was not. I, just, I wanted to be honest with you. <laughs> well, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, sure. I mean, that's that's one way of looking at it. It's, it's like me. It's like me walking into the house and saying to my wife, "Wow, you look ugly today." Sorry, I've just got to be honest. Like, there's no, there's nothing that precipitated that. There's no need for me to say it, but I just have to be honest. I guess. Just gotta be honest. So, uh, Tyler, would you like to pick another fan question? Uh, sure. This, this one, uh, Mister Siri, call Doctor Doom, is asking. Uh, says, "Hey, I always wondered." Was that Reed Richards that restored Doctor Doom's memories in the two-in-one annual, the original 616, Mr. Fantastic? Here are the specific nerd questions we're getting into now. Yeah, I mean, I kept that pretty vague, um, but partly because I knew that Reed was going to be coming back in uh, in Dan Slott's uh, relaunch of FF. Um, from, from my point of view as the writer, um, yes, that was that was the original Reed um, popping his head in there and, uh, and 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 doing that for Doom, and uh, that was that was a really fun issue to work on. Like uh, Declan Shalvey and Jordi Belair just killed it on the art, and getting to kind of play with Hickman's Council of Reeds um, was was a lot of fun. All right, so here's my next one. I'll pick. Uh, someone really wants you to uh, tell their friend Cam to go eat shit. Uh, who's asking that? Uh, Burial. burial, I think his name is. Yeah. yeah. Burial. Um, burial. Cam is a great friend of mine, so you can frankly go eat shit. Oh. When I told you, yes, to, when the, I when I asked you to say that in, in Vancouver, you did. You told her to eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the time, Cam and I were on the. Uh, since then, we've grown a lot closer, like a lot closer. Oh wow. 
and like incredibly close. Oh. And so, yeah, he's a good dude. Okay, uh, let's just do a few more. Uh, someone really wants to know what is what would the cruise symbiote look like? <laughs> oh, man, um, it would kind of be it'd be like reverse venom. Reverse so venom. You, okay. I'm sort of anti-venom. kind of not not like anti venom, oh, not no. anti venom. Okay. <laughs> Basically, his entire body, his entire like the skin, you could say, is a uh, tongue textured. It looks like a tongue, and when he opens his mouth, it's black inside. I'm pretty sure I've seen fan art like that before on certain websites. Uh, right. I've, prob- so I've probably good. drawn it. I've probably <laughs> drawn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Doom um, Island Cabana Boy asks, "Hey Chip, you've mentioned that your original pitch for Life Story would have used Reed Richards as a point of view character. Uh, what did you initially mm-hmm. have in mind for that storyline?" Um, it was a bit of a larger story. Um, I, I wanted Reed Richards and Logan to kind of be the point uh, characters that you kind of follow through the history. Um, mm-hmm. Logan, because he doesn't really age. So it would be about him kind of dealing with like the loss of people as, as um, they do age around him and him just constantly chasing the, the new hot young redhead that's in town uh, when the other redheads get too old for him. But uh, um, yeah, I don't want to give away too much of it. Cause like maybe one day I'll go back to life story as a concept or as a universe and, and play out the rest of the story. Um but but it definitely it leans into more about what would happen in that kind of in that kind of timeline. Um, but yeah, anything else would be kind of spoiling a, a possible future story. So, yeah, like um, I would love. Don't do that. Like I will that. spoil Venom issue twenty six, but I won't spoil that. <laughs> <laughs> so I would love to see like more of life story. Like I just like the concept. You know, like we could have you know like you know like you know like life story Logan and all that stuff. But but yeah, like I would buy that. And I feel like uh, like the reception for the Spider Man one was really good. So. Yeah, you know, no, we can see that. It was it was, it was uh, really well received, and um, uh, and Marvel wants more of them. Oh, sounds good. But the uh, but I just can't write them for the most part. Like it, it right? It's, yeah. uh, it was an, an incredible amount of work doing the, the Spider-Man one. Like I I re- had to reread all of Amazing Spider-Man just to kind of get a good handle on on what to include. Uh, and figuring out the timelines was very tricky. Right. Like I think it was, I think it was suggested to me like a Fantastic Four life story, and uh, my brain, yeah, that's, ex- that's my brain so exploded because I'm just like four. Like I had so much difficulty handling one main character, let alone four. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> in, 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 in those kind of space restrictions, that um, I, I, I told him that I'd like to read them. Like I, I, would, <laughs> I would, I would, I would love it if Donnie did like a Venom life story, or, or you know, or Al. Ewing. A Hulk life story, um, and maybe I could come back and do the covers for them. You could do like a Daredevil one, right? Mm. Yeah, that, that that one would actually, yeah, that, that that's kind of the one that intrigues me the most. But it it feels weird while doing the Daredevil book, right? Of course, like maybe because similar to Spider Man, like they kind of they asked me to make it a Spider Man book, um, and part of the reasoning was, well, you just finished, you know around spectacular spider-man and people seem to like it so you know you've got a built-in fan base of that and you can you can give them some new spider-man content so maybe the same would happen with daredevil when i eventually get kicked off the book <laughs> uh, so hopefully not soon though right hey who knows who knows well who knows? Uh, another question uh well 
I was going to ask this question, but Zygon is asking for his buddy Matt. And if Matt's not here, I'm sorry. I don't think we're asking that. So let's move on to a different question. Uh, Patchkin wow. asks, yeah, you know what? We're professionals here. You got to be here. It's exclusive. That's why we read all of our guest books beforehand, you know. Uh, so so pa- Patchkin asks, uh, hey, Chip, what's your opinion on Eddie's original tenure as Venom? Was he someone you liked a lot as a Spidey rogue, or do you think otherwise? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I was, I was hooked basically with the, uh, with the, uh, the Web of Spider-Man issue with the hand pushing Peter. <laughs> like, oh, at that yeah. point, I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Is Spider-Sense going to go off? And like, you <laughs> know, I was pretty young when it came out. And I was, I was, I was intrigued and excited about it. And then, um, you know, when, when he first appeared in Amazing, um, I was blown away. Like, I thought it was just like so cool and dark and interesting, like following up. Cause you got to remember like the year previous, like Craven's last hunt had just come out and that was Spider-Man as the darkest and was well, well received. So to have Venom kind of pop up on the scene as like kind of a, a new villain that um, could kind of embrace that dark side of the Spider-Man mythos was awesome. Like I, I think that first like story with, uh, with Venom um, is one of the all time greats. It, it, for for me as a reader, became a bit of a law of diminishing returns. When uh, every subsequent appearance, as I was reading Amazing Spider-Man, I was just like, okay, all right, like it's oh. Venom again. Some more issues. Put yeah, like out. let's go. Let's go. <laughs> he he was very much designed by McFarlane, like a McFarlane drawing, and like I'd, I'd followed McFarlane from the Hulk to Spider-Man, and it really had right. that kind of like gross kind of feel of the texture. Um, and so when when Eric Larson took over, I'm like, yeah, this this is good. Like I was still enjoying it. Like kind of the original Venom Island storyline from there um, was a lot of fun, but he became a lot more cartoony and um, didn't feel quite as menacing as as he right. did under they, under They, def- they definitely Hart. turn him on the anti-hero route pretty fast. <laughs> Which yeah, of course he, makes he was sense super for, like, popular the character. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Because like when, once you once you port a character over to their own title. Like almost inherently, they have to become like an antihero. Yeah. Like, like you know, uh, any book with a villain as its lead, you have to empathize with the villain a bit more so than you do in their normal appearances. And so, yeah. So he, he, he by the time he transformed into more of an antihero, um, I was kind of out. Like I, I tapped out of um, reading comics at that point. Kind of clone saga ish. Uh, maybe it was like the third or fourth twist reveal, and uh, I, I was off to college. Uh, Speaking of the Clone Saga, have have you ever read a Life of Riley? So like, this is the thing that I've been reading like the past few uh, weeks yeah. while we're in quarantine. I, I did. Yeah. See, that stuff is so interesting, and and how it was just one clusterfuck of ideas, and well, somehow I, I, they just got out of it. It's, I don't know. It's, I, it's I actually, very fascinating stuff. I, I read it um, while I was doing Life Story, like once we hit the clones. Really? Okay. Because what happened was, once we hit the clone stuff in the outline, um, the editor, Tom Brevoort, said, no, no clones. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like we can't, you can't do a 90s issue about Spider-Man and not refer clones. to clones. And then he said, look, I have some PTSD from that time because I was here in the Marvel offices when that was happening. I'm like, really? And then so that's, I had to present him with an idea that would work. And so I started doing a lot more clone research outside of just reading the, the books. And I started reading the Life of Riley blog entries. And then, yeah. then Tom, the editor, like 
made an appearance in it because I think his oh, yeah. suggestion was time travel. Yeah, to, it's like the time loop between him and Ben, where they're the same person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah, which yeah. is like, which actually yeah. would have worked and would have been a very clean out until it, you know, obviously kind of exploded got, and got kind got of crazy. But it is stuff like that is really fascinating, the behind the scenes stuff. Like, uh, I love reading like the Marvel history book that Sean Howe wrote a few years ago. Is fascinating, yeah. just like all the behind the scenes stuff. Um, you know, like anything, I think it's kind of like like Saturday Night Live when you read like an oral history of Saturday Night Live, and like mm-hmm. it's just craziness and it's cocaine and it's backstabbing <laughs> and it's horrible and all this drama. And then the closer you get to modern times, it's like, oh no, those things are actually kind of calmed down now because um, people are a bit more professional now and they kind of know what they're getting into. And it's more of a machine. And I think Marvel's kind of like that as well. Like, there's not a lot of drama. Which I, I think, right. um, I think sometimes like the, the the guys in charge kind of want there to be more drama because like a lot of good books can come from that. But at the retreats or the summits, we're just like, that's a great idea. Here's a tidbit on how it can get better. Thank you for that. Like, it's a lot nicer now than <laughs> it was back in the day. And reading the Life of Riley blog is like just seeing all the shit they went through and like all the changes mm-hmm. and the fact that like the final product, no one from the original. Uh, product was on the book at that point. Like it's it's such a mindfuck. Like just how an industry like that like can change the creative all the way through a run. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. Well, like really weird because there's a lot of stuff that that we as younger folks don't really understand. Because like they brought back like Norman Osborn, yeah. who like at that point had been dead for twenty plus years, but now we're used to him in every you know movie and book and video game but yeah just the whole thing was just it just blew my mind how like amazing it is y'all need to go read that it's 35 parts it's like a (laughs) a small novel worth but it's worth it if you love like behind the scenes spider-man stuff yeah all that stuff is great i mean i I forget what website did like an oral history (laughs) like last year um and and reading all the decisions that went on behind the scenes that as well yeah, it's it's all pretty pretty wild. Yeah. Well, I think we should uh, almost start wrapping up. Let's ask one or two more questions. Uh, Which yeah, sure. asks, uh, what would Venom order from Applebee's? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. So uh, probably jalapeno poppers. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> but uh, but the, the the waiter waitress would be like like just an just an appetizer, sir. And be like, no, I want a main course. And there'd be a there'd be a whole argument because like, well, we don't offer it as a main course. And we, and and Eddie Brock would be like, well, well, then bring me two appetizers on one plate and charge me for two. And they're like, well, we don't we don't do that. And so it'd just be a huge argument back and forth until <laughs> until finally. You don't want to uh, piss off Venom. <laughs> Venom would Venom would kill them. <laughs> as you do and then and then make some sort of crack about how they're the popper now or i don't know something like the don donnie would write it much better heard in the wind poppers in the wind yeah oh, something yeah. funny like that yeah so uh another user asked from kc1250 if i may ask do you have any ideas you didn't end up using for marvel two and one um yes all right, thank you well, very can much. Can you share them, though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so in my original plan for the book, um, like, I do have a scene in the book where basically, like, um, 
Sue appears and saves them in kind of like a dream haze kind of thing. thing. Disappearing though. Yes. <laughs> very, very good point. Um, and so I, 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 I did have a storyline where I basically want like Sue or Reed to show up um, and just like kind of battle weary and, and basically be like, you ha- you have to take the kids, take the kids. Like we, I've got to go save Reed, take the kids. And then, and then, um, basically leave uh franklin and val with ben and johnny and then disappear again and uh um so the 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 book was going to shift more towards ben and johnny learning to co-parent uh kids that were basically traumatized and abandoned by their parents so it becomes a becomes a more of a fantastic four book again um uh giving ben and johnny something to kind of like come together on and fight over uh and kind of raising those kids while reed and sue were uh were missing in action um but then i mean i I got the news that fantastic four was coming back i think around the time i was writing issue three or four and uh and so i had a meeting with the editor and, and dan slot and dan kind of planned i i told him what my plans were and um uh, so I had to jettison some stuff and I incorporated some stuff from Dan and I wanted to make sure that they, they lined up enough and that there was a decent kind of handoff. Um, and then I, I got to kind of as a, as a, as a nice gift on the other end of it, I had the final two issues where I could actually have Miss Fantastic and um, Invisible Woman um, be the co-stars in the Marvel 2 and 1. So yeah, I don't think I've ever told anyone that. That, that was kind of the I found out that the um, they uh, they were going to be aged up, uh, and and returned with Reed and Sue. Right, and uh, there's there's one question I want to ask. Uh, you guys, uh, this is going to be the last question I'll ask, and you guys can choose if you okay. want to do one yourselves. But um, a Mo Velvet asks. I know Donnie was actually asked this question, so I want to hear your opinion on it. If there were two guys on the moon and one killed the other with a rock, would that be fucked up or what? Um, I don't think it'd be fucked up at all. I, I think it makes perfect sense. Okay. Like, you want to be the only person on the moon. That's true. Right? Yeah. I mean, and what, what else? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, am I missing something? What else are you going to kill them? A rock. <laughs> Makes a sense. Rock, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I you're not going to kill them with a gun or a knife. Like, you don't have. Gravity doesn't work in space, everyone. Idiot. They don't give <laughs> astronauts uh, guns, I, no. I'm pretty sure. Um, you got the flag you could impale them with, too. That's true. You know? True, but you got you to gotta get to the flag. Oh, of course. It's yeah. like you know, you'd be like, "Where do we put the flag?" When we landed all those years ago, and it. is it is it, is it sharp enough to to kill a man? Some valid points. Yeah. Uh, you don't want two people on the moon. Okay. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Chip. I, I have a question. Um, what do you have any other hobbies you like to do, or anything you do outside of comics? Um, yeah, I had to kind of force myself to have a proper copy. Um, comics was kind of all-consuming, and any time I would try and do some sort of creative endeavor off to the side, it would end up being comics again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I bought myself a piano and put it in my studio, and uh, and so I just kind of bang on the keys and <laughs> warble out some warble out some tunes when uh, when I just want to do something that isn't uh, creative. Are you actually making right, songs, cool. or are you just banging on random keys? No, I just bought a bunch of songbooks from a used bookstore, and uh, I'll just okay. pull them out. And, like I, I, I self-taught 
when I was a teenager, I can read like bar chords so I can fake a song. I can't really read the music, but <laughs> if the chords are there, I can, I can easily you know, pretend like I know what I'm doing. But yeah, I never play for anyone. That's the other thing. Like I always make sure this thing that's just for me. Like I, I never right. play for my wife. I never play for my friends. I'm just like, no, this the is secret Zdarsky this is, symphony. Yeah. This is chip time. <laughs> Although I guess I did. I did. I, I performed uh, a slight, ver- slightly different version of Maneater um, for a Daredevil promotional video uh, when uh, they announced the book, and that's the only public appearance. Cool. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I got one more question, and this is from a fan, and I think we will wrap it up there. Okay. All right. What made you decide on the body swap twist in your Doom 2099 one shot? What made me decide on it? Yeah, um, that's. Yes, plus that comes from Doom Island Cabana Boy. So, um, I, I just thought it was an interesting idea. Like, I the the twenty ninety nine relaunch stuff was um, kind of an opportunity to kind of take these kind of classic ideas and and put a twist on them. And having written Doom and Reed uh, in Marvel Two and One, um, I really liked the idea that the twist was going to be the fact that it was a uh, it was reed's body that was in the future uh with doom's mind so it was like the two of them kind of fused hmm. together that does uh, sound interesting and i've not actually read it so i'm sorry yeah well <laughs> i've just spoiled it for you um, yeah, I, well it, it, it no it sounds good i like it yeah yeah i i love the original doom 29 if any of you have ever read it but the, the premise is basically that doom shows up out of nowhere in the year 2099 and uh and uh, it's all about him trying to rise back up to power and, uh, okay. and, and questioning whether or not he's actually Doom and then encountering a Doom of 2099. Uh, okay. Basically like, yeah, you're not Doom. You're like a clone that, you know, me and my lover, we play a game with. And so, <laughs> it, yeah, it was kind of a fascinating kind of a long form story. I think, you know, that, that, that storyline wraps around issue 25. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I always, I always really appreciated that. Um, that premise and so we, we kind of ported that over to to this line where it's is doom struggling to kind of lift himself up out of the out of the muck and piece things together uh while taking on the doom of that uh of that year so go check it out i think it's on marvel unlimited could be by now really really oh, yes it should pick yeah. a pick a venom related question aaron for the last one but i guess not well I, you know there's some people that are asking so okay <laughs> All right. Well, I think we are going to wrap it up there. Uh, so, uh, so like Mr. Z- Mr. Zdarsky, thank you for hanging out with us for about an hour, much. and yeah. and thank you for you know like you know going through through all of ours. Oh, like we haven't you know like we haven't read this, like we haven't read that. So you know like so like thanks for just dealing with us. So no, no, thanks for uh, thanks for contributing. See yeah, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. Thank you yeah, so thank, much. Thank you for yeah. opening our eyes about the lying Ryan Stegman too. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's he's pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes. Yeah, and, you we know, appreciate I it. think uh, I think the time has come for him to reap what he's sown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also maybe uh, become a better artist. So <laughs> take some tips. Yeah, thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, and uh, okay. I guess that uh, that sort of wraps up today's episode. Uh, we won't have a monthly comic review because you know there's something going on in the comic industry right now. But uh, should be back pretty soon. And uh, also, I know yes. Orion. I want to thank Orion for you know letting me, the Canadian, host this podcast. 
Mm. I know he and his also he had a a Venom book club podcast series he wanted to start that is going to be postponed for a bit. You can listen to We Are Venom Maniacs on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, slash iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. And we can also be found on Twitter at WAV underscore podcast. You can check out our Discord server where you can geek out with a community of Venom Maniacs like us and, you know, Chip. And our fun emotes. Tons of fun emotes here, guys. As always, I want to thank my fellow co-hosts, Carlos and Aaron, for joining me today. No problem. Thank you. and, And, of course, Chip, our special guest. My pleasure. Uh, and uh, Thank thanks to so the much. Venom site for permitting us to use this podcast under the TVS banner and all of your generous support. And finally, thank you, loyal listeners and fellow Venomaniacs. You guys make an awesome community, and it's an honor to be your voice on the air- airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs. Thanks for coming to Brock Talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we already, need to say Brock already, Talk. already stopped the recording. God. And now, a word from one of our partners at The Collective, a network of superhero podcasts. WhenItWasCool.com is your source for the best in retro pop culture. When It Was Cool features articles and podcasts on retro TV and movies, toys, action figures, pro wrestling, food, video games, and more. Hit the Patreon button to support us and get instant access to hundreds of premium podcasts and features. Family friendly and fun. Whenitwascool.com